The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This has been a busy day for the province because as well, um, they have just given a mid-year fiscal update. You heard Eileen Bell talk about some of those numbers. To take a closer look, let's check in with Tom Vernon. He is the political affairs reporter with Global News Edmonton and Calgary. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon. All right, let's uh, talk about what uh, what's going on here. I mean, you're the one that follows all of this and been crunching the numbers, I'm sure, all day. So uh, it's not, ugh, the numbers aren't good, but uh, a little bit better than maybe what was expected. Yeah, so back in August when we first got the update, the deficit was around $24 billion. Well, it has come down now. It is just over $21 billion, but it's important to note why that is. So we are seeing a little bit better when it, uh, revenue when it comes to resource royalties. We're seeing a little bit better revenue when it comes to tax income. But about half of that, uh, the decrease in the deficit, about $1.4 billion, is because of federal transfers. So uh, ah. the, safe, the Safe Restart program, stuff like that. So that uh, more money from Ottawa has come in and has cut the, uh, cut the deficit by about $1.4 billion. And then, look, there, there are good signs when it comes to the resource revenue, when it comes to tax revenue. But we are still a long ways away from anything even remotely resembling an economic recovery, uh, 8.1%. That's the economic uh, decline this year. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's take a look at those uh, those job numbers. We know that the unemployment rate in this province has been uh, sky high over the past mm-hmm. year. Um, also, there was, so there were some numbers released today as far as, uh, you know, when you take a, a closer look at how many jobs were lost during the first wave of the pandemic, what did you find out? So more than 360,000 jobs were lost, right, at the, wow. in between February and March. Now, we already had uh, kind of a jobs crisis before that, right? We we, yeah. didn't, we weren't at full employment or anywhere near it um, heading into this pandemic. I just actually took a look this afternoon at Stats Canada at the Labour Force Survey. There's still 267,000 Albertans looking for work. 267,000. Wow. Um, the finance minister says, look, we're not going to get back to 2019 levels of employment until probably 2022. Uh, we're not going to get back to our GDP where it was in 2019 until 2023. So, look, we, we're in uh, dire straits economically here. And uh, it, and it shows in, in the revenue numbers and the deficit numbers, uh, the deficits for the next couple of years. Uh, they're forecasting uh, more than $15 billion next year and nearly $10 billion in 2022. So this is a, a long road back. So I guess the, the question is, uh, Tom, is, you know, I mean, these numbers get put out there and uh, today not the day necessarily for them to say, okay, this is how we're going to try to fix that. We didn't hear anything on that front, did we? Well, no, they said, look, they're not going to chart a path back to balance until after the pandemic. And that, that's understandable, mm-hmm. right? We don't know mm-hmm. how much longer this is going to last, how much more this is going to cost. They are putting uh, $750 million in provisions in the next couple of budget years to deal with costs. But they, they they do say that they're putting what they're calling anchors in place to help guide them. Uh, these are anchors that we've heard before. Um, the, the per capita spending, they want to bring it in line with comparable provinces. So we heard that with the McKinnon report. Mm. Uh, we've heard it repeatedly from the UC government. We're spending far more per capita than uh, BC, Ontario, yeah. back when you average those. So they want to bring it down and they want to keep net debt to GDP below 30%. Um, so right now we're at about 20%. So there's 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 room there, but they say, look, their guiding principle is when it comes to total debt, which by the way, by the end of this fiscal year will be $97 billion, I think mm-hmm. it'd be $97.4 billion. They want to keep it below 30%. So um, there's going to be some belt tightening, uh, obviously some tough <laughs> decisions ahead for them as, as, um, as we move forward.
Yeah, and, I, and I'm guessing as we, and we know that there's labor strife uh, out there, mm-hmm. we know that there's contracts up, we know that there's, you know, some back and forth battles going uh, going between the unions and the province. This certainly does not make those discussions, and I'll use that term loosely, any easier. No, uh, and there's a line in the budget. I'm just going to pull it up here because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, speaking about the public sector and speaking about um, the role that they play in the economy. So, look, we've heard the government say repeatedly, look, they are providing a critical service, you know, and now more than ever we are we're appreciative of that. But in, in the budget document, it talks about, here's the exact line, while the public sector plays a key role in delivering public services, it does not create jobs or generate wealth. Rather, public sector activities and spending are paid with, are paid by withdrawing money from the economy through taxes or by taking money from future taxpayers by borrowing for deficit financing. Now, you see the point that they're trying to make there, and that uh, they their argument is like the government doesn't create economic, you know, the government jobs doesn't create the economy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you hear from public sector unions and say, well, hold on, our members pay taxes, spend money in the community. Look, yeah. they are economic drivers. Just look in Edmonton. So it, it, it's going to be a, it, it, it's been a tough relationship since the beginning. It's going to be a tough relationship moving forward as they negotiate. I'm going to suggest that that line is going to go over like a ton of bricks in the days to come. (laughs) Yeah, expect to hear that uh, repeated a few times, I think, in the next little while. Tom, before I let you go, we know that this news conference is coming up in about 45 minutes. Are you hearing anything from the ledge on that front? Uh, I'm not, but to to be honest, I've been head deep in uh, (laughs) in these numbers today. So I have a number of colleagues in in the newsroom here working on that other one. All right, and we'll look forward to hearing what they have to say as well. Tom, always appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you for this. Thanks, Sean. You betcha, Tom Vernon, checking in this afternoon. And, yeah, so that fiscal update. And, again, so if you're wondering, um, the finance minister, Travis Tave, saying that COVID-19 is going to affect our economy in this province for the next couple of years and, and maybe even beyond. But he's saying that there are a few highlights. There are a few glimmers out there. Um He said today that the revised budget deficit this year is going to be $21.3 billion. So if you're looking at the numbers here, here they are, $21.3 billion. That's about $3 billion less than projected by the first update in August. But still, you know, obviously much bigger than that $6.8 billion deficit announced by Taves when he first presented the budget in Tuesday, uh, in, uh, in, I'm sorry, in February. But of course... Things have changed, my, how, how they have changed. Um, revenue expected to reach $41.4 billion. That's $3 billion higher uh, than the last quarter due to improved forecasts for resource and gaming revenues, investment income, and federal transfers. You heard uh, Tom talk about that, that $1.4 billion. Was it $1.4 billion? Yeah, $1.4 billion in, in federal transfers. And on the job front, yeah, there's still a lot of folks uh, out of work, but uh, more than 70% of the jobs lost in that first wave of COVID-19 have returned. But again, uh, the finance minister, Travis Tave, saying the market won't return to 2019 levels until 
2022. We talked about that with the president and CEO of uh, ATB Financial not too long ago. We took a look, a closer look at the ATB, um, you know, the, the outlook with uh, Rob Roach as well and all those different areas in our economy that are so important, right? So that was the update, the mid-year fiscal update. Uh, nice to hear some anchors being put in place. Uh, I know a lot of you saying, hey, what about the federal side? And I agree with you. It would be, uh, we need to hear, and it's difficult to do. I get it's in a pandemic, but uh, I think sooner, sooner rather than later, and I know a lot of people have been calling for this. I mean, when we talked with Michael Campbell, you know, the host of Money Talks right here on, on the Course Radio Network, he's saying we need to hear what is going on. I mean, I think the silence from Ottawa on uh, on the economy and uh, yeah, on, on, on the economy and, and how what the plan is moving forward is deafening that silence is deafening so want to hear more on that front